Okay. Ready. Ready. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Welcome, guys. Again, once again, we're here recording. Yeah, you're back here. So good for you. Cheesiest intro we've ever done. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're glad to have you back with us. Hopefully, you'll stay here until episode 100 if we ever get there. There's no ifs. Okay, yeah, yeah we will get Let's there. Let's remember that this is a podcast about Latin American crime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of content. Yeah, and there's like... How many countries? I don't know, like 30? Maybe, I don't know. I'm gonna Google this because I don't want to sound stupid. Here we are again. <laughs> the whole geography thing. Yeah, we keep coming back For to real. That. 33! I was almost right! Just remember, Jesus, that's the age Jesus was when he died. 33. Bible studies! That's true. Dude, I think we mentioned Jesus in, like, every episode. Even on the one that Jesus was the criminal. Dude, Jesus is so chill. Yeah. Yeah. No, but Jesus is so chill. Like, I'm I'm okay with Jesus. I just don't like people that follow him (laughs) most of the time. (laughs) But, like, I'm fine with Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> no, no problem with Jesus at all. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of oh, <laughs> I had I had a lot of fun when I was little reading my children's version of the Bible. So I was fine with that. That's fun. Totally fine. Definitely. So, um, welcome to Suspiria Podcast. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Carol. And if you don't know this by now, I don't know why you're listening to this because this is episode five. So why are you here? Go back to episode one so you can know everything about us. Most people listen to episode one first. We know that. So exactly, we see. By the way, we see you guys. All right, we know all the stats. All right, all of our listeners in Europe, we see you guys. Okay. Oh, by the way, listeners in Europe, if any of you are single men over thirty, hit me up. I'm just saying, hit me up. Stephanie's single and ready to mingle. DM me. is lied into my DMs. I am ready to get on a plane mm. and never come back to this country because this freaking thing is on fire. Yeah, I told anyway. Stephanie that we're going to do like a tour on Europe and we're going to call it Sustender because we're going to try to find yeah, gonna find, yeah. Trying to find, find me a man. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. Oh, you guys, I have to apologize for something that uh, my friend pointed out to me and i just wanted to make sure that i'm not offending anyone um i don't remember which episode it was but in one of the episodes i said something like i would literally kill myself (laughs) i'm not trying to like make fun of people that like have suicidal thoughts that's just you know you know i would literally kill myself if that happened Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i'm not trying to be like a jerk you're not trying to be literally yeah i'm not trying to be literal when i say i would literally kill myself (laughs) So, so it's literally just not saying, literally. It's not literal. It's just the way I talk. <laughs> Guys, this is going to be a especially long episode. Yes, because yeah. we're covering two cases today. This is a two for one deal. It's mm-hmm. like McDonald's right now. And <laughs> not McDonald's. McDonald's is like the worst fast food restaurant. Oh, no, it's like don't Wendy's. say that. I love McDonald's. It's like, it, no. Actually, it's like Wayback Burgers. No, it's like Tasty, Tasty Burger. Tasty Burger. Never had that. Yeah. Dude, you need to come to Boston. Ah, I do. 
I need to show you the, the ways mm-hmm. of junk food in Boston. <laughs> I'll show you the ways of junk food over here. For sure. Exactly. Yeah. So if anyone's from Boston, you know Tasty Burger is the shit. Not the one at Back Bay, though. That's not a great one. The Fenway one is yeah. so probably. No, exactly anyway. where to find Stephanie now. <laughs> exactly. I will be there um, getting mm-hmm. the, what's it called? The college student special. <laughs> it's 10 bucks for a beer and a burger. That's I think awesome. I never get that. Mm. I don't like beer. So. Me neither. But I have like I think it's the European on my genetics that like I just crave beer sometimes, and I don't even like beer. Really? Yeah. I just like I start to like my brain just goes like I need a beer, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck? You don't like beer, you know? I think I've only had like a sip of beer when I was in high school, and I've never like looked back. I like hard liquor, like <laughs> tequila and stuff yeah, like that. I don't... Anyway, no one asked me what I like to drink. Although, yeah. European listeners, if you're listening to this, let me tell you what you buy me when we go to the mm, bar. Okay. Get me a Grateful Dad. That's my favorite drink. And we'll and be fine. You should get her a uh, Blue Motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, that's my second favorite. Mm-hmm. But my number one favorite is a Grateful Dad. So, okay. you know the way to my heart. And I love pasta. So, see... <laughs> We're going to be a perfect match. No. You and I, European listener. I bet you're a girl just to piss me off. Anyway. So. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with girls, but, you know. Yeah, just, no, just, just I, I'm not into girls. Yeah. So there's something wrong with girls when it comes to them dating me. Okay. Yeah. So anyway. So the reason why we're talking about two cases today is because they're sort of like not linked but they're very similar yeah they're connected somehow yeah (laughs) so yeah there's a few cases that we're going to talk about that i think they're going to have this format when it's like i don't know i feel weird doing two separate episodes for them because they're so similar yeah you know we can just do it in one and like discuss you know the because it's it's, you guys gonna see the similarities guys like it's there it's there and yeah, we're gonna be talking about. I mean, I'm gonna be talking about Maria de Franco, who was just killed like a few months ago. I think it was February. I don't know. And you know, yeah, it was all over social media. But it was really widespread, and like even some of you guys, you might have um, heard about it at the time, but you might not have known um, where the case is at right now and what happened, and you know what happened with her. Like, the whole ordeal. So, yeah, it's good. And Stephanie's going to be talking about? I'm going to be talking about Patricia Ascioli. She was a judge in Brazil. And uh, she was murdered in 2011. Mm. And uh, both of the murders are very similar in the way they were executed. Mm. And possibly in the motive, although Marielle is so recent mm-hmm. that we don't have, like, all the facts yet. Some so. theories, and we're going to explore that. No spoilers, Stephanie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I guess I'll start, mm-hmm. since mine is, like, older. So, um, a big thing with Brazil, going into these cases that you guys need to know, Obviously, Brazil is very, like, notoriously mm-hmm. famous for being corrupt. And corruption is in, like, every sector of Brazilian life ever. It's from, like, regular citizens um, 
just like shortchanging people um, to politics, to the police, to doctors, mm-hmm. to everything, which is really, really sad. And it sucks. It's culture. It's really sad. Yeah, because, yeah, that's the thing. It became a part of our culture. Mm-hmm. So it's funny because, like, um, when I moved here, I was very, like, impressed at how not, I, I wouldn't say honest, um, like, because not everyone is honest. There's obviously mm-hmm. honest people in Brazil still. But, like, how trusting mm-hmm. people are and how, like, trustworthy people are. Um, it's funny because in my family, this is really bad, <laughs> but, like, we always, like, when it comes to, like, a Brazilian person, we don't really trust mm-hmm. their word unless they, like, sign a paper or something. But if it's an American person, we trust their word mm-hmm. right away. So, yeah. So it's sort of like, it's not sort of, it is like a cultural thing. And it's a trend that you guys are going to see in both of these cases. In a lot of the other cases. Which is something that keeps coming back. Yeah. So like, one thing that's uh, very much like Brazilian mentality is that like, if you have power or if you're trying to gain power, the only way for you to stay in power or reach power is... um, if you are as corrupt as people in power because honest like politicians and honest cops they don't really tend to make it big in brazil so yeah just the way you play the game (laughs) too and yes exactly um so patricia scioli was a judge who was known for taking cases involving gangs drug dealers, and corrupt police officers. She was constantly threatened because of her work ethic. Um, she didn't treat criminals um, as anything but criminals, regardless of who they mm-hmm. were. So another thing that's very common in Brazil is the whole, oh, do you know who you're talking mm-hmm. to? That's something that like Brazilian people in power do a lot just to get away with doing mm-hmm. things. So... On August 11th, um, 2011, she drove home from work, and once she arrived to her house, she she was killed by two unknown, at the time, assailants. She was killed for being a good judge. Yeah, ridiculous. So, background on Patricia and the whole... Patricia, Patricia. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Patricia and the whole... um, How... Like, everything that led to her crime. Not her crime, her murder. (laughs) So, Patricia Lorival Ascioli was born on February 14th, Valentine's Day. Not in Brazil. Valentine's Day in Brazil is June 12th, um, 1964. (laughs) She was my mom's age. In uh, Niterói, Rio de Janeiro. So, just like um, Carol's hometown, Sao Paulo, Rio de Janeiro, there's the state. Rio mm-hmm. de Janeiro and the city Rio de Janeiro. Mm-hmm. Just so you guys know, yeah, just like New York, just like yeah, New York, New, New, New York. York. So <laughs> she was a mother of a twenty-year-old stepson at the time and two daughters, eight and twelve. Um, it is the belief of many that she signed her own death mm-hmm. sentence, quote unquote, when she decided to prosecute bad cops. Oh. Like that's her fucking job. Okay. 
She was the presiding judge of the fourth criminal court of São Gonçalo, the second most populated city in the state of Rio. So another thing, just sidebar again. Um, the way like uh, judicial offices and like police stations and battalions and stuff like that, the way they're named in Portuguese, it's a little weird to translate mm-hmm. them. So if you guys are confused by anything, feel free to like leave a comment or something. I try to translate it to the best of my knowledge, yeah. but I don't really know like everything. So I'm sorry. So um, during an investigation done by the attorney general's office, uh, prosecutors and police officers of the homicide division of um, one of the battalions in the city of San Gonzalo. Mm-hmm. So I need to explain to you guys the difference between cities here and in Brazil. So in Brazil, you have a big city and within the city, you have the bairros. Not to be confused, not to be confused with the barrios in the Spanish like language. The mm-hmm. bairros are like neighborhoods, yeah. like sectors of the city. So let's say uh, in Boston, there's East Boston, Roxbury, mm-hmm. Dorchester. It's all within Boston, but they're all different neighborhoods. So, just so you know, that's why there's so many police battalions mm-hmm. within one city or so many like different areas within one city. It's just because cities in Brazil are bigger than the cities mm-hmm. here. So, where was I? Okay, so they um, were officers of the 72nd. Um, police battalion in Mutua, maybe that's how you pronounce it. Um, they found that in cases of resisting arrest between 2004 and 2010 that led to the suspect's deaths, there was a large number of forged records. So the suspects were quote unquote resisting arrest, and the officers were quote unquote forced to fight them with fire and the suspects were dying but the records of all of that were all forged Mm. out of the 60 charges analyzed only six were accurate so they forged 54 charges of resisting arrest in which the suspect died unbelievable so this is very like it it's extremely important But it's very, very relevant to the case that Carol is going to be talking about. Because these are all, like, the suspects that were being killed are all young men, probably people of color. Mm -hmm. Even though every Brazilian is a person of color, but (laughs) Brazilians like to think they're white. Anyway, so they're all, like, people of... Not all of them. I'm not going to say all of them because I didn't see a picture of mm-hmm. each of them. But I can bet Probably. they're like 99% people of color. Yeah, a lot of profiling so, happening there. Yeah, from um, slums. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 54 of the cases hid details that would classify the police officers as liable for the deaths of the suspects. Almost all of the officers involved in this... Uh, in all the forged Mm -hmm. documents, came from the 7th Battalion in San Gonzalo, Mm -hmm. which is where uh, Patricia... Patricia, sorry. (laughs) Where Patricia was a judge, was the presiding judge. Mm -hmm. So most of the cases happened within her jurisdiction. So 
Patricia was put in charge of the case. Uh, she received the pertinent documents from the attorney general's office and the civil police. So uh, I thought that I wrote the civil police definition below, but apparently I didn't. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I mean, there is a few different types of police in Brazil. There's like the in military, po- like the army police that is more like a squad. Um, you know what I mean? Like a, yeah, a, there's a regular a, police. Like a SWAT kind of you know what i mean like a more militarized you know guns on your face kind of deal and then the the civil police which is a little lighter than that yeah the civil police also from what i was reading they handle mostly cases that deal with federal law Mm -hmm. than like state cases so i don't know what the equivalent to that would be in america or whatever I don't know. I'm not sure. I know that a lot of the cases that the civil police handles in Brazil would be handled by the FBI mm-hmm. here, but I don't think they're necessarily the FBI. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's weird, but they basically most of the cases they handle are like federal cases. Um, yeah, so she started issuing warrants for the arrest of the cops involved in the whole forgery of the paperwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, corrupt officers in the area were obviously not happy about this because this judge is, like, fucking up their whole thing. They were having fun. They were having so much fun shooting little black and brown boys in slums. And here comes this fucking judge, and she's just gonna make the party. How dare do Yeah, I know, like, go away. (laughs) Yeah, how dare... Oh, my God. How dare you do this, Patricia? Oh, bless you. Um, So they put her name on the list of their enemies. So they had a list. Uh, This list was found with a militia leader, like, later on, with, like, everyone that they wanted dead. So it was basically like a hit list. And she was in that list. So the murders were execution style, pretty Mm -hmm. much. And the murders and the corruption stayed out of the limelight for a while. Uh, The Colonel uh, Mario Sergio Duarte who was dismissed from his post um, as the chief officer of the local police, stated that the commander of the San Gonzalo Police Battalion at the time, um, Lieutenant Colonel Claudio Luis Silva Oliveira, you're going to see Brazilians have, like, gigantic ass names. Yeah, it's always, like, the, the same, is, like, five, seven names, like, repeated over and over, like, yeah, in different orders. The problem is... Brazilians can't just use the first and last name. Like, you have to say the fucking whole thing. Yeah. Like, my mom, whenever my mom was mad at me when I was like, <laughs> she would say my whole fucking name. So, dude, my yeah. name is huge. I'm not going to say my name, my whole name here, but like, it's. You should say dude. it fast so they wouldn't understand it. <laughs> no, they're going to slow it down. And I mean, I got married and I kind of didn't want to put a last name because it was going to be too much. It was too much already, but I'm still trying to sort out what my last name situation is, anyways. Yeah, too complicated. (laughs) My my first name is obviously Stephanie, and then I have a name that was used here in America in the 50s. Every time I tell people, because my family called me by my middle name, so every time I tell people what my middle name is, they're like, what year were you born in? Because it's like such an... I, uh, the only thing I know is I'm hyphenating my name when I get married. Yeah. When Tom Hiddleston and I get married, (laughs) let me tell you. I know you're listening, Tom Hiddleston. You know, you love Shakespeare and all. And of course, you're going to be listening to a random true crime podcast. Like, of course. Everyone's interested. (laughs) So, where was I? 
<laughs> okay. So he stated that the commander of the Song Gonzalo Police Battalion at the time, Lieutenant, Col Lieutenant Colonel Claudio Luis Silva Oliveira, was able to bring down the crime rates in the city. I wonder how. <laughs> by murdering people? By threatening yeah. them? Great. Anyway. So, on October 21st, 2010, only a week after this piece of shit, Claudio Oliveira, I'm just, just going to call him Claudio Oliveira, because mm -hmm. I can't. Claudio. Uh, Claudio <laughs> no, not Claudio, because Claudio Bochecha was my jam. <laughs> I got a karaoke machine, and yesterday I was singing Claudio oh, really? Bochecha. So, Aww. yes. Oh, you guys should follow my sister on Snapchat, because she was recording everything. Posing should post all that on social media. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, I look amazing. I say I'm going to post that on Instagram. I'm going to post that on Instagram in the episodes. And I always forget. I'll, like, even save things, like, on my phone. And I just, like, yeah, it's too late for that now. And I just don't do it. You guys, I, like, have nothing to post on my personal Instagram. Because I don't want to be, like, posting selfies. Because mm -hmm. I don't want you guys to think that I'm, like, a narcissist. But, like, what else am I supposed to do? Hmm. <sighs> I don't know. Anyway, so uh, a week after Claudio Oliveira took over the San Gonzalo Police Battalion, 18-year-old Jorge Conceição Silvestre was murdered with two gunshot wounds, one on his chest and the other one was on one of his legs. The shooting happened at the Salgueiro Slum, and the investigation pointed towards a theory that the crime scene was tampered with um, by police officers in order, order, and well, order, in order to throw <laughs> off the crime scene investigators. On January 24th of 2011, Patricia ordered the arrest of four of the cops that were on the scene of the murder of Jorge, and also the arrest of Major Rodrigo Bezerra de Barros, who was Claudio, Claudio Oliveira's right-hand man. So, Patricia was sure by now that Claudio knew about the crimes and he was covering the murders sure. up because it like every everyone was linked to him somehow and it wasn't just like people that he knew it was all people that like he trusted with his life so um at the forum of san gonzalo she stated that after arresting rodrigo bezerra de barros she was going after claudio so she was a brave woman no, like yeah, sure. like really brave like i would never say that to a cop like you think cops here are bad yeah. like you don't want to meet brazilian cops they will literally like kill you like a mm -hmm. lot faster than the trigger happy yeah. cops People trust criminals more than they trust the police <laughs> yes which it does happen some places here but it's not mm -hmm. like mm -mm. can you imagine the state of a place where the police is a corrupt organization like yeah, and we're not talking about, you know, money launch. You know, this, like... Yeah, dude. it's like execution, like hitman. Police officers, a lot of police officers are hitmen in Brazil, mm -hmm. so... Um, a week after the arrest of the major, Claudio Oliveira transferred three officers out of his department to other units. Two of these officers were informally in charge of protecting Patricia. She hadn't had official, like, state-sponsored um, bodyguards uh, from the Justice Department since 2007. But the local police made two officers available for her protection whenever she needed. Because mm. that's, like, 
very common in Brazil because judges like they deal with a lot of controversial cases and stuff like that. They are very often protected mm-hmm. um, because you know, especially in Rio. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So between 2002 and 2007, she had had bodyguards by her side 24/7. The reason why she dismissed them was because she felt like she didn't really have any freedom Mm. wherever she went. Like the bodyguards were there, and she had like small children, so she didn't want to raise her kids like Mm. around like armed men 24/7. So. Among the officers that were transferred were Corporal Marcelo Pobel Araújo, who was her boyfriend. He was sent to the Linha Vermelha section of the capital, which is Rio. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's like one of the most dangerous sections of Rio, but one of the linhas. There's Linha Amarela and Linha Vermelha, I think. I think it's like one of the most dangerous sections. Mm-hmm. And... um. From what I read, he was pretty much expected to do, like, 24-hour shifts when he was there. So he was, like, really, like, away from her for Mm. a long time. So the other guy that was transferred was Eduardo Fernando Pascual de Oliveira. He was sent to the 12th uh, Police Battalion in Niterói. Um, And although the San Gonzalo Police Department had, like, full offices. They didn't really need, like, police officers or anything. Both of these two worked with her at her office. Mm -hmm. So they were by her side all the time. The third person to be transferred was Corporal Hamel, which is funny because Hamel is the word we use for mascara in Portuguese. Like, why would you name your kid that? Why? Hamel. I'm not even joking. When I read that, I was like... I am I'm so sorry. Poor I'm kid. sorry. I'm going to have to make fun of you. Just a little bit. Probably not the first because... thing that I did. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, email. Although, you know what? My, um, my uncle suggested that my mom name me if I was a boy. Highlander. Highlander. Yeah. Nice. Like... The, isn't that a movie or something? I don't know. I don't know. I know that. But I was supposed to be named Highlander. Can you imagine, Can you imagine that? Oh, my God. <laughs> Highlander. Like, what the fuck? Dude, can anyway. you imagine, like, the whole Rimmel family? Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cousins are, like, oh, guys, eyeshadows. Oh, and Hamel oh, is spelled, like, Rimmel. Yeah, like, like the, the brand. makeup Rimmel, brand. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry, this poor guy. Oh man! So he's gonna make jokes somehow, uh, right? I'm sorry. It's this is this, the joke was already shared. there. The joke was already made. So I'm sorry, mom. I know you're gonna be mad because you told me to stop laughing <laughs> when I record. She goes, "You laugh a lot. You guys need to stop laughing. This is a serious matter." Anyway, so he meu Teixeira de Siqueira. He um, worked escorting prisoners to and from the forum when they had, like, their hearings and stuff like that. And he was sent to the 4th Police Battalion in San Cristobal. Mm. So after the cops were transferred, Patricia was obviously more vulnerable. She didn't have, like, the people Mm -hmm. that protected her somehow. And she feared for her life. She tried to talk with Claudio Oliveira and see if they could work something out Mm -hmm. and 
like sends him under officers or like even transfer her boyfriend back because he was like far away from her not like too far but like far enough you know and what he told her like he responded in a very sarcastic tone these are orders from my superiors <laughs> like you're the person in charge of everything and you clearly give no fucks so that makes no sense yeah of course he wants her without no bodyguards right exactly and she complained about feeling unsafe to her friends and her son even was like followed through the streets of Niteroi, which is scary because like can you imagine that you're just walking around and people are following you that's i always think people are following me though so sometimes like if someone drives behind me for more than 20 minutes i'm like <laughs> why are you what are you? i start writing down their license plate i send my mom messages i'm like there's a car behind me and i just want you guys to know that like I, I might die <laughs> exactly no for real oh speaking of dying speaking of dying what <laughs> my <laughs> oh now she's oh. curious so I have a childhood friend in Brazil and one of his friends is like visiting here from Brazil and he was like oh can you hang out with my friend and whatever and I was like sure and so his friend is gay mm. so I'm not worried about that part but like he is in a town that's like 40 minutes away from where I live and he doesn't have a car mm. So he's like, oh, I really want to go out, but, like, I want to know where we're going, what time we're coming back, because I need to have my uncle pick me up. So loudmouth Stephanie says, oh, don't worry about it. I have a guest room in my house. You can just sleep over. I've never seen this guy before. I don't know if he's a murderer. <laughs> so this might be the last episode of Suspiria Kay. ever. Because it's coming over on Saturday, so... <laughs> I might die. Okay, by the time this I'm episode's saying, out, Stephanie might be dead or alive, like you know everyone else. If I die, guys, the song that I want played at my funeral is "Why Can't This Night Go On Forever" by Journey. I want someone to write a letter to Steve Perry. Mm-hmm. I want him singing by my not my coffin because I want to be cremated. <laughs> so by my what are those things yeah. called? Yes, mm-hmm. by my my urn or whatever. I want him there. I don't care what it costs. This is my okay. dying Yeah, we wish. all know, though, that I am going to arrange that funeral. And the song that we're going to play is the song that Stephanie sang on last episode. We're going to play some Kelly Key for you guys. <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, I'm sorry. I will not respect your wishes or just make a better better funeral than you'd like. I'm sorry. So you're going to have a party. Oh, yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah. Anyway. So. <laughs> oh, my God. I need to stop. Hmm. I need to stop. <laughs> okay. So, uh, after this whole thing happened, another crime seems to have led the group to killing Patricia. On June 3rd, 2011, another action by the police ended fatally in a slum called Salvedo. The victim this time was Diego Be- Bellieni. He was also 18. Mm-hmm. And on the 16th of that same month, she ordered three cops from the tactical force, which is sort of like SWAT, um, at Claudio Oliveira's police battalion to be arrested. They were all men in which he trusted a lot. Again, it's always the guys like close to this guy that are fucking things up. So Lieutenant Daniel Benitez had been by Claudio's side 
in every unit that he had worked at. Like, they were, like, best buddies or whatever. Or, you know, something else. <laughs> My, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, when Claudio was the subcommander of the 3rd Police Battalion, which was at Mayer, um, this lieutenant, Danielle, was caught red-handed and arrested after stealing beer from a truck. Even though he was obviously not trustworthy, uh, once Claudio was named lieutenant colonel, he and he was put in charge of the 7th Battalion, he kept Danielle by his side and took him to the same unit. Nice. So I'm telling you, they were butt lovers. <laughs> They were butt lovers. I know it. They were. I am telling you. Are you kidding me? This is like broke back. <laughs> okay. But like in the police station. Romance. Police so, romances are the best. We know that. Exactly. Yeah. So let's get to the crime itself. I'm almost done, guys. I swear. <laughs> so um, hours before her murder, Patricia signed the arrest warrants of Daniel Benitez, uh, Corporals Sergio Costa Jr., and... Jefferson Araújo Miranda, who would later on be arrested for her motherfucking <sighs> execution. So, like, hours, a few hours before she was killed, she signed their arrest warrants. Dude. Up until then, she had been responsible for the arrest of around 60 corrupt police officers linked mm -hmm. to militias and ex execution groups. So, they were all, like, hitmen. She was described by her cousin, Humberto Nascimento, as a tough judge who always tried to get the harshest punishments possible for criminals. So she was not playing around. Like, you fuck around, you get punished. <laughs> yeah. That was her. Which is great, but not great for yeah, her. Yeah, dangerous, but I mean... You gotta do your job. Like, I totally appreciate people like her that are trying to, like, do the lord's mm -hmm. work around the world because if you don't then there's brock turner who got three months for raping a girl violently so yeah if there are more people like patricia maybe assholes like him wouldn't mm -hmm. be around so as she pulled into the gated community where she lived two men on a motorcycle drove by showering literally showering her car with bullets before she even had the chance to exit the vehicle. So she was just pulling in and they just started motherfucking shooting. She was hit with 21 gunshot wounds. Oh my God. And the police stated that it looked as though she had been ambushed. So they were waiting for her, the mm -hmm. fucking cowards. Her cousin also stated, her cousin Umberto, mm -hmm. um, that... Although she had been targeted by threats for about five years or a little over five years, she wasn't very worried about mm. it because her car wasn't even, like, bulletproof. Dude. That's a big thing in Brazil. Why? Like, yeah, judges, like, all of them have Regular people cars. have bullet bulletproof cars. Yeah. Yeah. Regular people, yeah. But, like, especially a judge. Yeah, you'd think that they do. Her garage gate wasn't even powered by electricity. So oh, every time she got she home, she had to get out of the car and oh, open her Jesus garage Christ. gate. Like, no one fucking does that yeah. in Brazil. That is oh not a God. thing. Especially in Rio. Like, no. no. Not Everyone Rio. has, like, a little remote control yeah. garage and gate. And even those are no kind of dangerous still. But... Yeah. Yeah. 
people they like avoid living in houses because it's more dangerous than apartments. But do, you, dude, oh my god, that sucks. My best friend, um, her aunt was coming over her house. She lives in a building, and she opened like the garage gate, and like as she was pulling in with her car, some random guys, the gate was closing. Mm-hmm. Some random guys slipped through the oh. crack and just like robbed her at gunpoint and took her car. Jesus Christ. So like, can you imagine having to get out of your car to actually open the gate? Like no, yeah, no, 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 no. So the weapons used in the shootings were proven to be those uh, issued to police officers. So they were not, not like, even trying to hide guns. It. They're so like I feel like they feel they felt that they were so powerful that nobody. Yeah, was it's like touch what them. what other d- judge is gonna touch us now? Like, right? Yeah, because she was the like pretty much the well, not pretty much. She was the only person prosecuting people like mm-hmm. them so they're like oh let's get rid of this one and that's it <laughs> end of our problems. problem yeah, solved definitely. yeah so um there were 13 people some websites say 11 that were indicted for her murder in total i couldn't find the names of mm-hmm. all of them i think not all of them are like public record which is fucking ridiculous because everyone should know who know, these right? pieces of shit are but the only names I could find are obviously Danielle Benitez, who uh, was Claudia's lover. <laughs> so he was sentenced to 36 years for triple homicide and gang formation. Claudio Luis Oliveira, uh, our best friend in this story, he was also sentenced to 36 years in 2014. So it took about three years for him to be sentenced. He was pointed as the one who ordered the hit, and he lost his place in the police force. Uh, all of these guys are cops, mm-hmm. but not all of them, at least from the articles that I found. They were, like, the articles were sort of, like, outdated, so I couldn't really, like, find the most recent information. But not all of them lost their jobs mm-hmm. in the police force. Meaning that, like, if they get released for good behavior, they can just oh. go back to their... Merry lives as police officers. Oh, my God. So, um, Charles Tavares, Alex Ribeiro Pereira, and Sammy Quintanilla were sentenced to 25 years. Anderson, with an H, which is ridiculous, Lentz, was sentenced to four and a half years of a semi-open sentence. I think we talked about this in the Isabella case. So, uh, no, actually, I'm sorry. Not semi-open sentence. She was released on a different yeah. thing. So, because this semi-open thing is basically when a prisoner stays in a farm or like a factory or like an industrial complex, mm-hmm. he lives there and he works and the sentence is linked to the days worked. So, mm-hmm. let's say if he works three days, he gets one day out of his sentence, like mm-hmm. erased. So, with Isabella, I think it's... Her stepmother goes out yeah, during she's the day just and like, comes back yeah, at night. She just lived in jail. Yeah, hotel, so she yeah. just goes, yeah. But I think this semi-open bullshit is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, Although I do think that the prison systems sort of like take advantage of prisoners mm-hmm. and like, sort sure. of treat them like slaves. Yeah. Sure. But like at the same time, these people are murderers. So do I really care that they're working? No. Not really. Yeah. So, um, Corporal Carlos Adilio Maciel dos Santos 
was sentenced to 19 and a half years, Jefferson Geraldo Miranda, 26 years, Giovanni Falcão, 25 and a half years, half years, what the fuck is that accent? Um, Junior Cesar de Medeiros, 22 and a half years, Sergio Costa Jr., 21 years. As I said, not all of them were mm -hmm. kicked out of the police force because uh, they appealed the decision. They were, like, there was mm -hmm. a, a thing, an indictment for them to be all kicked out, but not all of them were because they kept appealing mm -hmm. shit. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Uh. So shortly after the crime, her family refused to have protection from the police because they feared it would traumatize her mm -hmm. daughters, who were so small, even further. As of 2017, her son, uh, he's 25, mm -hmm. his first name is Mike. I'm not going to say his last name because mm -hmm. it's poor kid. Uh, he was a law school graduate. He was studying to become a judge. Oh, man. And he states that he avoids leaving his house at night uh, because of what happened. And him um, and his sisters, they suffer from PTSD. Every time they hear fireworks, they oh, remember of the shooting. And he also said that the sentencing, the sentencing didn't really change anything for them. Uh, yeah. It didn't give them any peace uh, because it wasn't going to bring their mom back or anything. Yeah. And yeah, it just wasn't yeah. enough, which is completely understandable. Yeah, and I get it because like it's not just because their mom is now dead. You know, it's whatever that repre represents, you know? Like, do you think that the police force is, like, any better now that their mom is, like, you know, the justice was made, like, quote-unquote? Like, do you think, yeah, yeah. Do you think like, any problems were solved? And, like, that son, he's, like, gonna be a judge and stuff. Like, he's gonna face the same problems and the same challenges. Yeah. But, like, can you imagine, like, the amount of hope that they have, like, yeah, and, like, the, the fucking PTSD part, it's just heartbreaking because they're so little. Well, not, well, he was an adult, but, but still. Yeah, still. Oh, yes. Awful, now, awful, awful. tell your story so we can be more outraged in yeah, the end of the episode. Here's the thing. With all the other cases that we researched and all, it was, like, sad and sadness. But with this cases... Like, I'm not sad. I'm pissed off, you know? And yeah. I was, like, anecdote, okay? This the kind of person I am, all right? I was so pissed off yesterday, right? And I was, like, I need to kind of, like, tone down before I go to sleep. So I started, like, watching some <laughs> video, like, funny videos and stuff. I was watching, like, a nice, uh, like, YouTube channel and that I love. And I was, like, watching it. And it was great. But then I opened Facebook, and I saw that, that Coco, the talking gorilla, is dead. Oh my god, She's yeah, dead. it was so I, sad. I bawled, guys. I was crying. Like, every time an animal that I like, like that animal that I personally follow and admire, like Coco, dies, I, li yes. I a part of me literally dies with them. It's like, I, I was like, I can't. I, I, oh my god, I can't. So, anyways, <laughs> yeah. Just, dude, I was I was so upset, but yeah, I was with this case. I was more pissed off than anything else, you know. So yeah, this is the case of Marielle Franco. As I said in the past, you, a lot of you guys must have um, heard about it. She was a council woman, 
as a translation that I saw the councilwoman that yeah, councilwoman. Yeah, that she was um, executed by question mark someone yeah we yeah. don't know <laughs> I don't know yet but yeah so starting on the story okay I'm gonna start um, by with you know talking about who she was and what she did I just I keep gonking like the microphone on my phone I'm sorry guys Okay, so she was born in July 27th, 1979, in Rio on the Mare complex. There's another um, Rio <laughs> story for you guys, which, you yes. know, such a treat. It's about time that we did some Rio murders, right? I know. Yeah. And, like, I feel good because, like, it's not my state, <laughs> so I have nothing to do with but this. Actually, yes. there's something on your estate like, that is... I refuse to believe this. <laughs> This is a lie. She is trying to... She's trying to bully Oh, me. no. I'm sorry. Alright, so... Yeah. Uh, she was born in a favela. It's the... She was born in the Mare complex. The Mare is like a conglomerate of like neighborhoods and sub-neighborhoods and favelas. It's like a huge thing, but it's not like... Um, you know, the same thing all throughout is, like, different... There's, like, different um, levels of poorness, basically, on that. Oh, so it's, like... So it's, like, a big, like... I'm not trying to be offensive, but, like, a big slum complex with different levels of poverty? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. It is a very low-income area, and it's one of the biggest ones, the biggest favelas in Rio. But it is, like, it has its own jurisdiction and everything, and... Guys, we're not talking about, um, we're talking about Rio, but it's nowhere close to what you, like, if you close your eyes and picture Rio and you see the beaches and the Christ, that, that's far away from that. And yeah, Mariela, she was really proud of her origins. She started working when she was only 11 to support her schooling and her studies. She had a daughter in 1998, and shortly after that, she got into college. She um, studied, she had a full-ride scholarship on one of the best universities in Rio. She, yeah, wow. she graduated from, it's called PUC, it's P-U-C. Uh, she graduated. It's a Catholic school, Yeah, it's, it's Catholic, it's but. Yeah, it's like, it's like Boston College. Yeah. So. She, uh, she graduated, um as a social sciences major and then she got her masters in public administration from the FFU Federal Fluminense University in 2006 she became a parliamentary assessor of a congressman Marcelo Freixo and she worked with him for 10 years they were close I think both of them uh, she started coordinating the commission for the defense of human rights when she when she offered um she offered like judicial and psychological help to families of homicide victims and police officers that and their families if they had been um, victimized. She started working with human rights. You know why? Why? Because one of her friends got caught in like a crossfire in the favelas. Oh. And that's when she got interested in that. And she was big on human rights, guys. She was great. So in 2016, she got elected as a councilwoman with 46,000 votes. She was the second most voted woman in the election um, for, like, the whole country. Wow. Yeah, yeah and that's saying a lot because, you know, Brazil's very sexist, so... <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. She was part of the Women's Defense Commission in Rio, and she was one of the four people 
that was designed to monitor the federal intervention in Rio. So I'm going to touch back on that later because it is important for this story. So Marielle's policies were envisioning always the right of women, LGBTQ people, black people, poor people, and most of all, the defense and preservation of human rights. Marielle, she was a gay, black, feminist, socialist woman from the favelas who was very present in the politics of Rio. And you guys have no clue what that represents. Like, it's very threatening to so many people. Because it's not like everyone from Rio is represented in politics. She was one of, like, the only people that brought um, the representation that most of the population needed. So she was doing, like, amazing on any any like job shit it was like oh my god so let me take a breath for a second i'm like talking 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 <laughs> yeah fangirling yeah so, uh she her daughter and her fiance lived in an apartment in the chijuca neighborhood they had scheduled their wedding for 2019 oh but anyways so we are all we are all aware that Rio has favelas and all that and what happens in those poor areas is that there's a lot of uh drug trafficking and those communities, they get taken. They're like, you know, they are like basically property of the drug traffickers. Yeah. And that is very violent and deadly by itself. It's not a good thing at all. But the solution that people apply to that <laughs> makes it even worse on some cases. They just literally send the army inside the favela and like try to solve the problem. Which, is that a solution? Yeah. But is that the best solution not really. You know, not really. Definitely not. So the story of all this is very long and complicated. I don't want to waste too much time talking about it. But what happened um, on the, like, month before Marielle died was, um, and that is completely legal. And in the Constitution, it's, you know, it's there. Is that if there's any case where, like, there's a public lemony, like, chaos, completely disarray, the president can um, basically put a pause on a public sector and... Yeah, like, it's sort of like a government shutdown, right? It's kind of, but it, I mean, they, you can do it on just like one specific area. And he, and he um, takes the autonomy from the state and the, whoever oh. normally takes care of that. And he takes care of it with... Uh, he appoints one person to take care of it. On Rio's case, he um, he declared that kind of intervention, intervention, mm-hmm. and he put a. Let me see what the guy's name was. Yeah, he on February sixteenth, the president mm-hmm. he shut down the public safety sec- sector of Rio, mm-hmm. and he named uh, as an auditor, so the guy that would you know take care of everything. It was a general, so military person. Named Braganet. So it's General Braganet. I have no idea who that person yeah. is. We can expect that everything as a result of that will become very militarized. And yes, yeah, what happened. And this will be going on until the last day of this year, 2018. So, uh, oh well. Yeah, let's pause for a second. I am going to be as factual as possible here and trying to keep my opinion out of that because most people, they are. Um, for this, most people they don't oppose this, and they think it's a viable solution. What the the military thing? Yeah, the intervention. 
Oh, I thought that it was sort of like half and half. Most people are in favor. So, yeah, I'm just going to oh, focus okay. on the um, things that are specific to Mariari's case. So not everything that mm-hmm. they're promising. Well, but the, like, if, if yeah. you're interested, mm-hmm. you're more than welcome to research it. But just the things that Mariari was um, a critic of. So the result of all this is that we have the army inside the favelas, which is nothing new. You know, they it happens like all the time. Is it the army or the National Guard? I think it's the, they they use the army word. Oh, yeah. okay. The word okay. they use. I don't know. Might be wrong. It's just the language. I don't know. I don't know. I was just wondering. Yeah, but I think it is the army. So uh, the result of all that is it decreases security. We have loads of power getting to people's heads. We have um, fear, police brutality, and the way things are geared because of this intervention is that if there's any brutality cases from the military, the people that are judging them is the military themselves. So, wink, wink, that opens a lot of precedent for, you know, impunity, basically. So, is this effective? I mean, they tried to do the same thing in Mexico. Didn't work. Colombia didn't work maybe third term's charm and rio's gonna be a paradise by the end of this year or maybe god just needs to hit the reset (laughs) button and kill all of us and and this misery that is living in this world in 2017 we need a reset button yes Yes. oh my god yeah all right now, if Ovalle has traffickers, it is considered a hostile territory and they have basically the license to kill all the suspects, even if, you know, it's they haven't really done anything. So the result is if you're black, poor, and young, you are a drug trafficker. I'm sorry, pal, you're dead. You know? So, yeah, yeah. they have... And this is true, guys. They can basically draw, like, a circle on a map and go, like, all right, so this is where the, the drugs are. And they can go inside and, like, arrest whoever they want, like, from those, from like, inside the circle. And, you know, good luck to prove that you're innocent, basically. So, yeah, those things, like, they're doing something, guys, that is, like, zero intel. They're just going in and getting suspects. So, it's basically, like... You go into the projects and you're just going to shoot every black person you see because they might be drug dealers. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. And, I mean, you can see, you can imagine, like, what kind of oppression that is and, like, how awful, you know, awful. They could literally... Um, yeah, and we're not we're not trying to... I, well, I'm not trying to sound like a social justice warrior. Mm-hmm. We're just saying yeah, but things like no, this are. is common sense. Like this is just fucking they, Steph. They had one soldier per fifty-five um, civilians inside those areas. This is ridiculous. Okay, just keep going because I'm getting yeah. So if you still don't think this is absolutely terrifying, let's remember that it's the art. Did you guys listen to the last episode we did? With the torturing the mm-hmm. military and stuff. All right. Yeah, the Navis right. brothers. Yeah. So here's this one tidbit of information that if you're not scared, like you're gonna be scared after this. A commander of the army said shortly after this was implemented that the army needs a guarantee that there's not gonna be any th- kind of truth commission, um, so they can do their job. The truth commission, you guys. By the way, if you don't know that, it's when the dictatorship in the 80s ended. 
it's the commission that like investigated human rights crimes so all the torturing and stuff the guy asked it, it's like it's like if a nazi officer came out and be like all right so the 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 german army for them for us to work we need a guarantee that nobody is going to investigate us what we do now it's like they it's like please let us get away with everything and that's how we're going to work best yeah absolutely terrifying so yeah the thing is the reason why we have that kind of thing in place because i have heard a lot of people say that is that because the the um, violence from the favelas it's bleeding into the city so nobody can go to the beach in peace mm -hmm. anymore and stuff and starting to get kind of like too close to people to be comfortable so they're like all right we need to do something and they could literally give a flying fuck about the poor people because the the military is security thing like do you think it will affect like the you know rich people that live in rio like really it affects them in literally zero Like, zero, zero, zero. It's just the poor people that live in the favelas. And that is unfair. Unfair. Yeah, but, like, rich people in Brazil are happy as long as the poor people are not near them. Mm -hmm. Like, I told you guys a couple of episodes ago, I fucking got blocked <laughs> for a whole three days for calling out this motherfucking security guard in a mall that wouldn't let a guy buy a meal to a homeless person. That's how mm -hmm. much rich people despise how how much mm -hmm. they're grossed out by poor people. Mm -hmm. They can't stand the sight of a homeless person in a mall. Because malls, like, in Brazil, like, do you think you're gonna go to a mall wearing your pajamas, <laughs> Stephanie, like you do here? No. Nope. Like, you gotta dress up. Like, come on. You gotta dress up. You gotta put some makeup on. You gotta look presentable. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, you know what? No matter if you're white, or black, you are not gonna get service in any store mm -hmm. in a mall. Yeah, they're, gonna, they're so. gonna look at you and they're gonna kick you out. Sucks. Yeah. yeah. They'll call security on you and have you mm -hmm. escorted out of the mm -hmm. mall. So yeah, that kind of policy that they implemented, it just shows that the government is just for one slice of the population and literally fuck the rest. And this is what Mariadi was completely against. So, yeah, she was, as I said, part of the commission that was put in place to monitor um, the intervention. And it was only, like, four people that were in that commission. So she was very, very vocal against intervention. Constantly exposed cases of abuse by the soldiers and everything. She was on top of the shit, and she was not taking any kind of um, human rights violation lightly. She was, mm -hmm. yeah, she was very, very vocal. So, um, as she left the debate place, um, mm -hmm. security camera footage could see that the cabal was following her. I'm just gonna say, I'm gonna oh. stop saying cabal. I'm gonna say car. Cobalt. Cobalt. Yeah, the car. It, it, yeah, because they, they, I don't know. I think we do have it. Matt's like talking. I think it is. I think it's like a Chevy. Chevy. It's a. I think it's a Chevy. Yeah. It's a Chevy Cobalt. 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 Yeah. <laughs> you need to get closer to the microphone. You need to participate in this episode, Matt. The Chevy Cobalt. 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 Car. Car. It's a car. Yeah. So the it's car started, started following them, and if, like a little bit after 30 minutes of following, they started shooting. 
night. See, this is why if someone fucking drives behind me for more than 10 minutes, I'm calling the cops. I am so serious. No, okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. So, nine bullets hit the car, four hit the glass. My daddy gets, got shot once on the neck and three times on her face. The driver, Anderson Gomez, was shot three times on the back and her assessor, like her assistant, was um, mm -hmm. hit by pieces of glass that fell. She survived, but she like moved like away from Brazil. I like, would too. Like, that. fuck this. Oh yeah, for sure. Goodbye. <laughs> oh yes. So all the shots were four were were um, more or less on the direction that Marielle was. So it's kind of like known that um, they were all aiming on her. At her. Yeah, they were aiming at like like it was after her for sure security camera footage shows blah blah said that already um but here's the cash to all this the bullets were nine millimeters a caliber that is not sold to civilians in fact that one batch of bullets that they had was traced back to the federal police why does that not surprise me Just ridiculous. Dude. Just days before the crime, Marielle had exposed police brutality coming from um, the 41st Battalion of the Military Police. Uh, those people specifically kill one person every 60 hours, and all those deaths are because of resistance. Because people, they resist it, whatever they're trying to do. They react to it like, oh no, and just kill. Resisted arrest. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, we know that. But who killed her? Who killed Marelli? So, we don't know. The investigation is still ongoing, but it was an execution for sure. And there's no doubt, and I mean, the hypothesis is that it has something to do with her politics. Well, yeah. <laughs> the Okay, and this I'm not making this up. This is the, his real title. The Extraordinary Minister of Public Safety. Safety? I would say safety. Oh, can I be... The extraordinary, the extraordinary minister of Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> what kind of title is that? I I take care of the Sour Patch Kids. Okay, we are no longer gonna have watermelon Sour Patch Kids because I hate them. We are gonna have extra strawberry ones and extra blue ones because blue are ones are the best. Strawberry ones the best. Mm. All right. So, the guy, the extraordinary minister of public safety, said that the ammo was stolen years prior, of course. But, I mean, even if it was, what was the, like, who had the motive to kill her, you know? Yeah, so, they're doing DNA tests on, like, the bullets. I think the bullets that hit, um, that didn't hit them, they hit, like, the car and whatever. And DNA tests and fingerprint tests to try and find a perpetrator, but I don't, I don't know if that mounted up to anything if they got any results yet so here's what when your state comes in they found the car in minas Gerais, and yeah they're uh, that's not true they did not find the car okay. there i refuse to believe as that. you say uh yeah but i mean i don't know if that also they could trace back it back or not i don't know what happened so, uh, recently, a witness came forward and said that the hit was ordered by another councilman, Marcelo Siciliano, who didn't like Marielle's policies and said that she got on the way too much. I'm sure she did. I'm um, sure she did. Yeah, that's reason to kill a woman. Oh, yeah. To not kill, 
execute mm-hmm. a woman. So he worked uh, with an ex-police officer that wanted Maria dead. He was like a militia person now. Orlando Oliveira de Araújo. The witness told that he, they were, I'm saying they, uh, were forced to work for Orlando. He was involved in militia, and Marielle had some community projects that she was trying to advance, like, on the western part of Rio. And I tried researching, but I didn't find any free articles, only paid articles that told exactly what she was Stop doing. that. that. Yeah. So I know it was... First of all, newspapers shouldn't be able to charge for fucking articles. Yeah. Like, I had to do a project uh, about Sweden last winter, and I got charged, like... A whole euro for one article. That was like two bucks for one. And it wasn't even like two pages. Nice. Ridiculous. No, this guy, you know, like, it was like, my, my computer is kind of slow. So I was able to kind of take a peek mm-hmm. at it before the window popped up saying that you have to pay, you know? So. What if you have, oh, actually, no, I was going to say, what if you have global play, but that's to watch yeah. stuff. I have that. If you need my password, mm. if you want to watch Ajari, <laughs> Toma La Daca. That's literally the only reason why I have right. it. Yeah. So, yeah, so. the project she was working on was um, to, like, make funds available to communities. Like, it was nothing, like, too extreme. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, would you, I mean, I don't know how militia works. Would you kill for that? It's because she's trying to make funds available. Well, so, from my understanding, I could be totally wrong. Don't trust me on this. But from my understanding, militia in Brazil, I don't know here, but um, militias are sort of like the cops of the favelas, Mm. but they're not really cops. So everything that happens in a favela, if there's a militia there, it has to go through them first and they have to approve it. At least that's what I learned from telenovelas. Mm. I could be wrong. But... I think it is like that. So, like, if you, I, I'm pretty sure if there's a militia in a favela, mm-hmm. and let's say I own a bar, I have to pay them to make sure that my bar doesn't get robbed. Yeah. You know what I mean? That sort of sounds like that. right, but I don't know anything about it, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like that. But nah. I anyway. mean, anyways. Uh... Actually, not anyways. We're trying to do this as well research as possible. Yeah, but I mean, but we can't really have all the details. Yeah. We have most of them. I mean, you're gonna by the by the time we reach episode 100, you guys are gonna know everything about Brazil. You know, this is a history yeah. lesson. We're learning little too. by little. Just remember, we don't know everything mm-hmm. about Brazil either. We're researching the details on the cases, mm-hmm. but like. I'm sorry, we're not, like, lawyers specialized in Brazilian law and, like, yeah. how gangs work in Brazil. Yeah, so she was um, making, she was trying to make money available for those areas, and that was kind of, like, his spot. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he was, yeah. he was, like, yeah, no, and he ordered her hit from, like, his cell. So, mm-hmm. which, which was, is was in prison. very doable. Yeah. So, um, that witness said that Marielle had fought with the militia guy and the councilman, councilman, I don't know, in the past, and she wasn't afraid to be, like, in their face and challenge them. She was, like, you know, coming, like, was defending, like, her position, which, you know, good for her, but, you know, she was getting on the way of the wrong people, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, an arrest was made on May 30th. And that is Thiago Bruno de Oliveira Mendonça, who is on the media called by a really racist nickname that I'm not going to uh, 
propagate. I want to hmm? know. What? What's his name? Chago Macaco. They call him a monkey, you guys. Uh, you know what? Being half <laughs> black, being half Brazilian black, I think I have a say in this. <laughs> I call my sisters monkey all the time. Because <laughs> they look like monkeys. Don't say that. Just saying. Okay, okay. okay just moving past that. All right. So he was yeah. accused of killing an associate of the councilman, Lamadier, just another person, and he was allegedly involved with Orlando, and they both did the crime, supposedly. But, like, I don't know if it's because I got it from Wikipedia, but wasn't the guy in jail when he ordered a hit? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Anyways. There is no definitive closure on this case, so until there is, I'm sorry, there's something on this whole story that just smells... Like, there's something there and fishy. it smells fishy. I don't know. It's I'm just... I smell a rat. Hmm? I smell a rat in this case. Yeah. And the problem is the problem is not only I'm I'm not like again, I'm not trying to shit on my people, but it's not only Brazilian, but especially Brazilian people, they tend to forget things very easily. Mm-hmm. Like a few weeks ago, not even months, a few weeks ago, all that I saw on my Instagram, Facebook, blah 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 was all Marielle, 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 Marielle. Mm-hmm. But now there's a new controversy that happened with the World Cup. And that's all I mm-hmm. see. And no one talks about Marielle anymore. Yeah, the things, they like, go literally. very easily. Yeah, so the, the problem with this whole 24-hour news cycle is mm-hmm. this. Cases um, get forgotten. Like... There was a murder that happened that was completely crazy, and I don't see people talking about it. All they want to talk about is what happened in Russia, blah, 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 which we're not going to get into because I thought that was, like, really Mm -hmm. stupid. But, like, I just wish people would care about things like this for a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. So then the families would get closure. Because, like, Marielle's family is not wealthy, and unfortunately in Brazil, unless you're like rich, the crime doesn't really get solved. Yeah, but I think this has too much of a spotlight on it. I think it is going to get solved. It's, I think it's going I there. hope so. I hope so. But like, not for nothing, but there could be another Marielle anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And this one would be forgotten. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There is, These things happen yeah, so things often. Happen so often. Like there's a statistic. I think Brazil is like the fourth um, in, like, murders of, like, um, activists and stuff, like, fourth, you know, worldwide, but I don't know, I don't, like, I don't know if it is that exactly, but anyways, uh, the reason why I said the whole thing about the army and stuff is that she was so vocal about it, and she was denouncing, like, cases of police brutality and stuff, like, I simply cannot believe that the army didn't have anything to do with this. And it happened so close to when all of that was, in, like, put into the whole scheme of things. Like, it happened, it was, like, a month after. You know, like, I I, yeah. no, I just can't believe that they had, like, nothing to do with it. And even if they did have something to do with it, I, like, do you think you're gonna, like, learn about it? Like, do you think it's gonna, that it's gonna make it to the case? Like, you won't. Like, yeah. They're gonna cover it up, but... 
Anyways, I do also believe on the version of the councilman and the hitman, the militia person. That also makes some kind of sense. To me, it does. But, I mean, there's just something there. It was too close. I don't think there's something fishy about this. And, like, it's just so frustrating. Mm -hmm. Like, I just don't want to, like, I'm not even... I'm not even going to say that I was so like, oh my God, like people were so torn Mm -hmm. and so like upset about this. I'm not going to sit here and lie and be like, oh, I was so upset about her Mm -hmm. death because I really wasn't that upset. But at the same time, I would like to see this solved because this is just another if it really Mm -hmm. was cops or whoever um, that murdered her. Yeah. This is just another example of how the justice system doesn't work in Brazil. Yeah, for sure. So her murder was definitely a message, and because she was getting on the wrong side of wrong people. If it is because she fought with the militiaman, the councilman, okay, or just the policies that were she, that she was implementing, like she was very pro-abortion, like she was, like Brazil, it's very much a uh, uh, left wing kind of country right now like with the kind of like government um thing and like you have a person like Marielle that is kind of moving things forward sometimes might be threatening to people which you know I think that just that puts her at risk like everything that she represents and like bringing a voice to the poor people because you know those she said it herself that you know she is the person that represents like, the majority of the population, you know what I mean? Because the thing is, too, there is, I think, only, like, one or two people like her in Rio's government. Every, everyone else is, like, yeah. white, old, like, old white man, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, I mean, like, just that. So, yeah, the murder, it was definitely a message. But, like, who was she getting on the wrong side of you know who had the motive to kill her it could be either the councilman and the militia or the army or the police i don't know because she also yeah because she was talking about police brutality and stuff but now the police is the army even though she was like advocating for like victimized police officers she was also talking about how police officers can mm-hmm. be very fucked yeah. up so it was a lot of things that people said that like she was against the police and stuff and she was defending like criminals and all but that's just not true like she yeah like a, a police mm. chief like came out and said like hello guys this is ridiculous like she was not against police officers so yeah, yeah she was just you know this was against bad cops like everyone else is so yeah the aftermath <laughs> aftermath of all this is that on the days after the murder even though the majority of people were absolutely outraged and devastated and demanding justice um a lot of rumors spread on social media and they only had one thing in common that they were trying to bring her down and trying to make her look bad i read some of them yeah and i'm not even gonna waste that much time on it because they're most most of them majority of them were all fake and in one of those um comments there it was started by a government official that was just trying to make her look bad that said that she was a part of a criminal organization that she was in a relationship with one of the big traffickers that they had and like the whole thing that that was yeah i, I heard that once yeah the whole thing yeah. that was started by a government official like that makes me believe the councilman's story 
that the people in the government didn't like Maria, that she was getting on the way, you know? Yeah. That she was too prone to, like, call people out and that's threatening. Yeah, she wasn't going to deal with people's bullshit. But anyways, uh, all the other councilmen were very sympathetic. They were grieving, even. They had, like, special um, sessions and stuff, like, talking about her. Except for one, which we already mentioned him on this podcast. We haven't mentioned him by his name, but his name is Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro didn't say anything about it. You know why? Because he had food poisoning. He had food poisoning and didn't want to mm. steer any, um, like, steering debates. Didn't want to say anything he didn't, ha- he shouldn't have. Just like Roseanne that took the Ambien and said a bunch of shit well, on but Twitter, right? He didn't say anything, right? No, he said, I'm not going to, t- he basically pronounced himself saying, I'm not going to say anything. I had food, po- I had food poisoning and didn't say anything. <laughs> I mean, that's a lame excuse, but at the same time, I would rather have him do that than be like oh. Roseanne and like, oh, she was blah, 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 yeah. and blame it on the food pot. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that guy. I think I think he's learning a lot because he, like, he has said some really, mm. like, controversial shit. So I yeah. think he's learning when to talk. He's the guy, I think we said he was Trump times 20. Last time, running well, for president, you know. I mean, you know what? I don't know, man. I please don't say you're gonna vote for him. I I'm oh, not gonna vote okay, at all. I, I can't vote. You can't. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's no, true. you can't. I'm, we already talked about that. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, um, but like, I don't know if he, cause I don't know. He has a lot of prejudiced views. But he's not completely, like... It wouldn't surprise me if he won, because he's already a politician. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? I hope he doesn't, though. I don't know. Um, I don't know who the other... Well, actually, I know some of them, and I don't really care for them, so... uh, I don't know. There's, like, no good choice. Anyways, we already spent too much time on this talking about politics. I mean, as long as one candidate doesn't win. <laughs> yeah. So, the Human Rights Watch, some organization, um, attributed her murder to the result of the impunity that exists in Rio and the failed security systems that they had. The president of the Lawyer League that Brazil has said that the crime was a murder to the whole society and that it was a direct attack to democracy. The UN had, has publicly condemned her murder. And I'll finish this up with uh, some quotes about the whole thing. Her daughter, shortly after the murder, posted on social media that they, they not only killed her mom, they killed 46,000 votes. To kill the whole... Yeah, that's, like, powerful. A poor daughter. Yeah, and uh, Maria's friend and fellow councilwoman, Tarilia Peroni, she said that this pain will never go away, but what would I do with it? Go home? I can't go home. I don't want to go home. Her memory is not going to be buried. Her fight is not going to be buried. Maria became a seed, and she's blooming everywhere. Aww. Yeah. Which, isn't that powerful? Isn't that nice? I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm no, not a cry. Yeah. I mean, it's it's sad, you know, but I think uh, it's a video like that she was talking about that councilwoman. She said that 
um they killed the wrong person like they thought like she she um said that it was uh attempt to silence her people just not just Mariali, yeah. but people that were on her cause and they killed the wrong person the the like no they chose the wrong one Mariali is just too powerful oh well, too late yeah but i mean yeah all this stuff left us hope right that might make things a little brighter i don't know who knows? I don't know, man. I just can't wait for the apocalypse. <laughs> for know, real. Right? I'm, I'm just so done with the world. I know. Like, everything. Everywhere. Actually, to our European <laughs> listeners. Okay, third time. I'm not episode. done. What? I'm not done with your side okay. of the world. So, if you want to, like, I don't know, take me home. Oh, my God. Shameless. <laughs> shameless. Shameless selling myself to any European uh, citizen. Of course. Yeah. But yeah, this case, Maria, is not solved yet, as I mentioned before. So we might, when it is solved, we might do like a little update on it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because this shit's not over, no, guys. It's not over. This shit is definitely mm-hmm. like not even close to. Mm-mm. And I think it's just gonna get worse. <laughs> I am the pessimist, so yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, this was a really long How episode, long but it? you know, it was two. Let me see. Oh my gosh, an hour and a half. Jeez. Well, not that's not so it's bad. Not much longer than the other episodes. I felt like we talked a lot more. Anyway, yeah. but yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. No, let's not finish um, just yet. What? They're used to us rambling, like in the end of the thing. Oh yeah, yeah, let's we should ramble. ramble a little bit. I already told you guys I might get murdered on Saturday. Uh, this one's hmm. scheduled. You like write down your planner. Getting murdered. Yeah. Getting yeah. murdered. What else? What else? What else? Um. Hmm. My nephew learned how to say my name. Oh, finally. <laughs> finally, that's the most important name most... he will ever say in his mm-hmm. life. In his motherfucking life. Oh, for sure. Um, there is a group on Facebook for people who do acid. And there's 188,000 people. I am judging every single <laughs> one of you. Oh, my God. It says that one of the girls that went to my high school um, is in that group. It doesn't surprise me. You know why? Because she, like, she does some weird-ass dances on video and, like, oh my God. with fire and... I don't fucking know what the hell she's doing. Say something I'm giving. I fucking hate that song. You guys. Oh my god, there's nothing left left to ramble about. There's nothing else. We've rambled enough. Is this the end? Um, This is the end. People aren't listening by now. You know that, right? (laughs) I'm so annoyed. One of our episodes is almost reaching an even number, but it won't reach. And yet everyone is listening to the other episode. Can someone just fucking listen to this? This is like bothering my OCD. Uh, yeah. I need everything to have even numbers. I know. Right? How does one episode have 30, 30 plays mm-hmm. and the next episode have more plays in it? Why? 
why aren't you guys following it chronologically, guys? I can't. Maybe do they're just you. listening to the alternative episode. Wait, let me let me look at the stats because I looked at it no. earlier. But oh man, hang on. I cannot. Uh yeah, we have oh, yeah man. we have uh the same number on episode four and the alternative. We no, we have one more. No, we on don't. Four. 31. I am looking. I, I am, am looking at it. You. But you're not see. I'm going to take a picture of it. it and no. Yeah, 30 on the 30 I on the see. 4. 30 I alternative. I'm, I'm going to take a screenshot of this because I can't take a picture. And I'm going to send it to you. And you're going to be like, ooh, Stephanie was right. And I'm going to be like, ooh, I already knew that. And you're going to be like, ooh, I was wrong. <laughs> no, because actually I, I sent... Nope, there, there no, no, no. D- d- shut up. I just sent it to you, too. My so thing is your wrong. stats are wrong. Your thing's wrong. Your things are wrong. You are We're wrong. We're literally I looking right. at the same website and showing different things. <laughs> it's nice. showing us different things. I don't think this website is true. Like, it, I hope it's, it's true. We anyway, have, guys, uh, we need to fucking end this. I need to watch the view before I go to bed. That's my routine. You guys, let me tell you one thing. Do you guys watch trash television on purpose? I watched The View, and that fucking show aggravates the living hell out of me. I literally want to... I'm not going to say who. I'm just going to say what I want to do to this person, because I don't want to get hit with like a lawsuit. But there is one person on The View... I would like to grab her by the neck. They're all girls, so you're not going to guess it using my description. And I want to smack the stupid out of her because she's so dumb. She, I can't. Why do I watch that stupid show? I totally feel you. Yeah. So I got, I got to do that. I got to watch the view before I go to bed because I got to work tomorrow. My sister keeps sending me pictures of my nephew shoving <laughs> tissues inside his nose and smiling. I think he thinks he's oh. cute. <laughs> anyway, so let's end this. Yeah, and let's end this. We're going to come back, of course, because you guys can't live without us, especially our listeners All of you in listeners. Europe. That and the one married. listener we have in Kenya. Hi. Yeah. I mean, exactly. we do have... Yeah, tell, tell me how it is in Kenya. I know, for sure. What kind of fruit do you have there? What's your typical Kenyan food? I couldn't guess. I couldn't either. We do have, as of right now, we have more listeners in Australia than we do in Brazil. Well, that yeah. doesn't surprise me because Australia so, hi, speaks you guys. English. Yeah. Hello, Australia. I would also, if any mm-hmm. of you are single in Australia, <laughs> so, <laughs> I will accept Lily, anywhere But me. I have to let you know that I am terrified oh. of cockroaches and I heard you guys have yeah. a lot of cockroaches there. So, you're going to be in charge of killing all the cockroaches while I scream. I'm just saying. Okay, so, yeah. Okay, so. Not yet. We need to tell them to follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Instagram, Suspiria Podcast. Twitter, Suspiria Podcast. Facebook, Suspiria Podcast. Like us there. We have, like, one person liking us. Shout out to you, girl, whoever you are. I don't remember, but, yeah, one person liking us. We have, um... What else? Review us on um, all the platforms. Whatever. What platform are you listening 
to us from you know yeah. we already know because we see that on the stats but just tell us you know write a review saying yeah hi i'm listening on apple podcasts and just you know do that definitely exactly. write us a review like for sure yeah yeah and let us know if there's a case that mm-hmm. you are very curious about or if there's like a question you have about Brazil yeah. or whatever. Oh, and, and you, we didn't say when we uh, made a decision. Our first international case is gonna be on the tenth episode. Yeah, we, we're saying yeah. like, all right, mm-hmm. we either do it on the fifth well, or not the tenth, like huh? non-Brazilian case. Yeah, the, the international non-Brazilian, non-Brazilian yeah. non-American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. f- from yeah, anywhere so. else in Latin America, we're gonna do it on the tenth. So yeah, let's look forward episode. to that. We don't know which one yet, but it's, yeah. it's going to be there. You guys should guess which one mm-hmm. it is. Um, so then we have <laughs> ideas of which one of yep. our lists to pick because we have like a mm-hmm. million cases. Anyway, so have a great yeah. day, night, whatever. Eat your vegetables. Or don't. Who cares? And ciao. ciao. <laughs> <laughs>